Hard Boiling It. 45 years ago, a friend introduced me to the crime fiction author Ross MacDonald and his detective Lou Archer. A descendant of the hard-boiled detective Sam Spade, authored by Dashiell Hammett, and Philip Marlowe, by Raymond Chandler. I devoured the series, reveling not so much in the plot lines, the type of seamy family dysfunction where you could marry your sister without realizing it, but rather Lou as a combination of private investigator, psychologist, and philosopher, punctuating the plot with cynical but insightful quips. Sue Grafton's alphabet murders, such as A is for alimony, B is for burglary, falls into the same category with the twist of Kinsey Malone as the female detective working in a man's world. My original strategy for this pandemic summer was to work my way through David Foster Wallace's 1,000-page acclaimed novel, Infinite Jest. I crapped out by page 238, unable to digest his dense prose where a discernible plot was only an occasional flourish. I felt like the book condemned me to eat a sumptuous meal encompassing all senses, where the waitstaff was equipped with a pair of tweezers to artfully rearrange three pea tendrils atop three potentially toxic foraged mushrooms. One such meal can be appreciated, but not a steady, forced diet. Couldn't do it. A return to the hard-boiled detective novel was my workaround. Ten years ago, I wrote my own crime fiction novel featuring Liza Blue as the detective dispensing quotable quips as she works her way through a case. The plot oozes with family dysfunction, peaking when Liza nails the identity of the young woman, figuring out whether she is the client's stepdaughter, niece, or granddaughter. The novel has idled in my desk drawer ever since. Time to dust it off. How would the wit and wisdom of Liza Blue match up against Spade, Marlowe, or Milhone? Family Dynamics from Liza Blue But the real appeal was why the person went missing, and that was my particular expertise, mucking around deep, dark secrets, often in the decaying infrastructure of booze-addled, dysfunctional families. It was satisfying when I recovered lost souls, but the downside was that sometimes I shattered lives in the name of truth, and at the beginning of a case, I could never tell how it was going to fall. Lou Archer There are certain families whose members should all live in different towns, different states if possible, and write each other once a year. Sam Spade My way of learning is to heave a wild and unpredictable monkey wrench into the machinery. Liza Blue Saturday was going to be my first day off after a string of sleepless nights tracking down a wayward husband. Turns out he had not one, but three girlfriends, but I only told the wife about two of them. She didn't need to know about her sister. The Loner Liza Blue As I stared at my rumpled queen bed, I thought of another of Dad's tricks. He slept on alternate sides of the bed to avoid washing the sheets so often. Turns out it was good advice for a single woman. Liza Blue Here's a tip. A small frying pan can be multi-purposed as a nifty cereal bowl, allowing for a better dispersal of milk and bran flakes. Lou Archer As a man gets older, if he knows what is good for him, the women he likes are getting older too. The trouble is that most of them are married. Philip Marlowe I'm an occasional drinker, the kind of guy who goes out for a beer and wakes up in Singapore with a full beard. Money Liza Blue. She came from old money, but tattered old money, the kind that needed a refresher every now and then from people like Sam. Lou Archer. The Galton household had hot and cold running money, 
piped in from an inexhaustible reservoir. Philip Marlowe. For people with money, you and your sister sure don't seem to be having much fun. California. Liza Blue. The adjacent ridge was still untouched, on its own starkly beautiful, but next to Sam's turreted house, the scrubby bushes took on an exhausted and weary look, a victim of the one-sided battle between Sam Todd's wallet and a fragile ecosystem. Lou Archer. Twenty or thirty miles out, a string of brown, hunchbacked islands lay on the bright horizon like basking tortoises. The woman looked at the Pacific and its islands as if they belonged to her. I found out later that one of them did. Philip Marlowe. About the only part of a California house you can't put your foot through is the front door. Liza Blue. In the sweltering heat, her thick makeup looked as if it could crack and slide off at any moment, a miniature version of an iconic California landslide. The Cynic. Liza Blue. This guy was either a sarcastic asshole, a pretentious asshole, or most likely a complete asshole. Lou Archer. There's nothing wrong with Southern California that a rise in the ocean level wouldn't cure. Kinsey Malone. Thinking is hard work, which is why you don't see a lot of people doing it. Philip Marlowe. I don't mind if you don't like my manners. They're pretty bad. I grieve over them during the long winter evenings. Liza Blue. Even more impressive was her choice of a lavender dress. The slightest sweat stain would be immediately visible, like a salty tide water mark. I bet she had her armpits botoxed along with her face. Kinsey Malone. I know people who believe you should forgive and forget. For the record, I'd like to say I'm a big fan of forgiveness, as long as I'm given the opportunity to get even first. Potpourri. Liza Blue. Biddy, all these women look like they have a serious case of not enough to do. We're the only two at this luncheon who have to work for a living. Liza, you're right. That's why I work so hard to make it look like I don't have to. If only you made more of an effort. Lou Archer. I used to think the world was divided into good people and bad people, that you could pin responsibility for an evil on certain definite people and punish the guilty. I'm still going through the motions. Kinsey Malone. I didn't take the death and dismemberment talk very seriously. Where could you rent a chainsaw at this time of night? Liza Blue. His physical presence was all about his hair, rising in thick gray curls from his forehead, brushed back into a cascade of thicker curls. I'd seen this type before, a man in love with his hair, who derives confidence from his hair, someone who bullies and belittles, sucks the confidence from those around him. It all starts with the hair. I'd like to think that Liza Blue could hold her own, but nothing can top the film noir movie Chinatown. I still remember leaving the theater in 1974, thinking that I'd just seen the perfect crime movie. I'm jealous of those with the opportunity to watch it for the first time. Here's the classic scene. Mrs. Mulray. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth. Giddies. Good. What's her name? Catherine. Catherine who? She's my daughter. Giddy slaps Mulray. I said I want the truth. She's my sister. She's my daughter. My sister, my daughter. I want the truth. She's my sister and my daughter. My father and I understand, or is it too tough for you?